Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. It's the most serious time of the year. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Right now, the king is in the field, close to his people. You don't want to miss this opportunity to meet him. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in South Africa and South Carolina. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Some weeks ago, we started talking about the ways of Elohim. As we come to know His ways, we have the opportunity to be closer with Him. All that's required is for us to approach Him in the ways He respects. I get it, Daddy. Our Creator made us with a free will so that we can choose the way we want to live. We're free to choose to walk with our Creator, or we can choose to live as if He doesn't exist. Of course, our choices lead to outcomes. What we cannot do is make a choice to ignore our Creator and experience the outcomes of one who chooses to walk with Him. Decisions have consequences. You're right. One consequence of not walking with our Creator, the Almighty Elohim of Israel, is that we are not in a position to hear from Him. Remember, the examples of Noah, Abraham, Lot, Jacob, Moshe, and the nation of Israel. Over the past weeks, we discussed details of how they walked with Elohim, learned His ways, and followed them. As a result, they were warned of impending danger, and they were delivered from what would have been certain death. So true, Mama. And over the past weeks, we read the warnings of Messiah Yeshua when he compared the world at the end of times to the world in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. Back then, people were described as violent and wicked. They were far from the ways of Jehovah Elohim, our Creator. Unfortunately, that means that they were following the ways of Hasatan and his evil influencers. Now, in John 12, Yeshua made a pointed statement about Hasatan, linking him to the time of Passover. John 12 begins six days before the Passover. We read about how Mary, and I don't mean Yeshua's mother, the other Mary, anointed him before his burial. The chief priests were so angry about the people's belief in Yeshua that they consulted to kill Yeshua and Lazarus, the man that he had raised from the dead. Mm. We also read about Yeshua's triumphant entry into Jerusalem, riding a donkey with crowds of people, waving palm branches. Yeshua had many powerful things to say in John chapter 12. I'll start reading at verse 27. It says, Now I am in turmoil. What can I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this very reason that I have come to this hour. I will say this, Father, glorify your name. At this, a voice came out of heaven. I have glorified it before and I will glorify it again. Mm -hmm. The crowd standing there and hearing it said that it was thundered. Others said an angel spoke to him. Yeshua answered, This voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. 
Now is the time for this world to be judged. Now the prince of this world will be expelled. Mm -hmm. As for me, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to me. He said this to indicate what kind of death he would die. Yeshua mentioned the prince of this world being expelled. John chapter 16 records another mention of the prince of this world. In John 16 verse 7, Yeshua told his disciples that it was best for them that he leave them and send the Comforter, the Ruach HaKodesh. Reading from John chapter 16 verse 8, When he comes, he will show that the world is wrong about sin, wrong about righteousness, and about judgment. About sin, in that people don't put their trust in me. About righteousness, in that I'm going to the Father, and you will no longer see me. About judgment, in that the ruler of this world has been judged. We know that the events from John chapter 12 and John chapter 16 happened not long before Yeshua was crucified. Mm -hmm. We also know that Yeshua was crucified by Roman soldiers based on the accusations of Jewish religious leaders at the time of Passover. With this in mind, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 10. Here is something the Apostle Paul wrote about the crucifixion of Yeshua. Starting at verse 6, it says, Yet there is a wisdom that we are speaking to those who are mature enough for it. But it is not the wisdom of this world or of the princes of this world who are in the process of passing away. On the contrary, we are communicating a secret wisdom from Elohim, which has been hidden until now, but which, before history began, Elohim had decreed would bring us glory. Mm -hmm. Not one of the princes of this world has understood it, because if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as the scripture says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no one's heart has imagined all the things that Elohim has prepared for those who love him. It is to us, however, that Elohim has revealed these things. How? Through the Spirit. For the Spirit probes all things, even the profoundest depths of Elohim. The Spirit the Scripture is talking about is the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit promised and sent by Yeshua. So, Mama, what exactly is this secret wisdom the Spirit was revealing? Well, Paul said that the princes of this world did not have this wisdom. Those princes included Hasatan and all of the leaders who approved of Yeshua's crucifixion. Mm -hmm. Paul also said that Elohim had decreed this wisdom before history as we know it began. This ancient wisdom has to do with Yeshua's crucifixion. Remember, if these princes of this world knew this wisdom, they would have not crucified Yeshua. The wisdom is that Yeshua's crucifixion would start an unstoppable process that would destroy Hasatan's power. Mm. Imagine that. Hasatan was the initiator of his own downfall, and it was decided before the beginning of history as we know it. We know now that the very stars in the heavens record this ancient mystery. Read The Witness of the Stars by E.W. Bullinger for the amazing details on that. Now, if you want to know the overall unstoppable plan, it is outlined in Leviticus 23. We call that chapter Elohim's Calendar. Now's a great time to talk about the calendar and the plan to restore creation to the way Yehovah Elohim made it. The first thing to know about Elohim's calendar is that he identifies it as belonging to him, 
not the Jewish people. It doesn't matter if you were born into the covenant or grafted in through faith in Messiah, Yeshua. Because these are his times, you should be an eager participant in every time. That's right, Daddy. The calendar starts with explaining the Sabbath, so we know the basics of how to commemorate each of the holy times. Each holy time contains a high Sabbath, regardless of what day it falls on. These are times when we are to refrain from work. Now, the first annual holy time is, you guessed it, Passover. Like the other holy times, Passover was instituted thousands of years before Yeshua's crucifixion. The precision required to have Yeshua crucified at the right place and time in history is amazing. Mm -hmm. Only Elohim could do that. He even gave the children of Israel thousands of years to practice coming to Jerusalem, the place where he placed his name so that they would be present to witness his salvation. Amen. As sure as the sun rises every day, Elohim's plan was right on time. Passover starts the cycle of the spring holy times. The next holy time that he fulfilled was first fruits. This was the day when the high priest offered up the children of Israel's first fruit offerings to Jehovah, the Most High. On this day, Yeshua rose from the dead, being the first fruit of those who will rise from the dead. Later on that same day, and during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Yeshua spent the next 40 days teaching his disciples all things pertaining to the kingdom of Elohim. Upon finishing, he returned to heaven. However, before he left, he told his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait for the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, whom he would send. The Holy Spirit came on Shavuot, again, right on time. So this salvation train has left the station, and now we understand more about what the feast means for us. The Holy Spirit could not have come on Shavuot if Yeshua didn't send him. The disciples would not have known where to be for the Holy Spirit's arrival if Yeshua hadn't told them when he was teaching them during the time of unleavened bread. Yeshua could not have sent the Holy Spirit if he had not rose from the dead on first fruits. He could not rise from the dead on first fruits if he had not been crucified on Passover. We could not accept him as our Passover lamb had we not obeyed the instructions of the Most High and put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of our hearts. Yeshua brought fuller meaning to each of the spring holy times. When the scriptures tell us that Jehovah Elohim told the end in the beginning, the story of the holy times is one example of how he did that. When believers suggest that every day is holy to the Father, or his holy times are not for believers today, they are speaking in opposition to the plan of Elohim, put in place before the world began. Even Hasatan, who used to be an anointed angel of Elohim, didn't know the plan. It was above his clearance level. Considering the source of this grand plan and the eternal nature of these observations, who do you know who is authorized to invalidate the holy times of Yehovah? It sounds innocent enough to declare every day as holy, but no one is authorized to declare anything as holy except Yehovah. At best, all we can do is agree with him regarding what he has already called holy. Amen, Mama. That goes for each of the Father's holy times, including the seventh-day Sabbath. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and pretend that the holy times are not for today? Or would you take the red pill 
Get ready to meet the Creator on His terms and when He says. Only you can answer that question. At the time of this recording, the fall holy times are fast approaching. There is still time for you to get ready, to get with the plan. The ancient wisdom that Hasatan didn't know, but the Ruach HaKodesh has revealed to Elohim's people who want to walk closely with Him. How close is close enough for you? What if, up to this point, you didn't recognize Elohim's calendar, but now you want to know more, or you want to celebrate Elohim's plan of redemption, referred to as the ancient wisdom? If that describes you, don't miss next week's podcast. We hope to talk about the next annual holy time, Yom Teruah, the Day of Trumpets. It is the only annual holy day that occurs on a new moon. More on that next week. Oh, I'm excited. Can hardly wait. Well, that's all we have time for today. Please read over the scriptures we shared and discuss them with a friend. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth. truth.